Hi, I'm Amandeep Dahl and I'm doing a podcast for International Women's Day. I'm currently the IND coordinator and I'm here with Harpreet Channa and Rena Bright to talk about uh, women in pharmacy and work-life balance. So Harpreet, can you tell me a bit about yourself? Hi, I'm Harpreet Channa. I uh, am a pharmacist. I've been qualified, oh gosh, uh, 14 years and I currently work as a consultant within mainly community pharmacy and also I run the Mental Health Academy. Rena, um, can you tell me a bit about yourself? Hi, my name is Rena Barai. I'm a community pharmacist um, and I own my own pharmacy in Sutton in Surrey. I've been a pharmacist for 21 years now. Um, I'm also a board member of the National Pharmacy Association and I've just recently become the community pharmacy lead for a primary care network as well. Wow, brilliant. Um, and you do that also while being a mum and um, a wife and having a family. Absolutely, yes. Um, try to fit as many jobs and role t- uh, job titles I can into my life as, as possible. <laughs> um, but so both of you um, have got very impressive um, CVs and you do a lot for the profession. Um, and so we want, I wanted to talk about and celebration of International Women's Day um, about work-life balance and the impact that's had um, in your role as a pharmacist. So. Um, to start off with, um, so Rena, as a community pharmacist owner, you know, you have um, clearly have a very busy life and now with your new role as a PCN clinical um, lead, how do you balance all this? Um, I think I've learned uh, a lot of lessons probably the hard way. Um, one of the things I've had to learn to do is delegate, which is something I was never very good at. And if you think about pharmacists, as, as a general kind of rule, we tend to be quite control freakish. We like to kind of have control over things. Um, and learning to delegate has been one of the biggest things I've had to learn over the last few years in order to have a bit more of a work-life balance and be able to do some of the other roles that I do outside of my community pharmacy role. And as a woman, um, when you are delegating, is that being taken on board or have you found that it can be a challenge? Yes. Um, a few years ago, I did a, a leadership course, and I think that was probably one of the courses that really changed my outlook on on a lot of the uh, things that I achieve um, in my sort of work and career. Um, it really helped me to understand how to get the best out of people, how to delegate appropriately, how to uh, create a team environment so that, for example, in my community pharmacy, um, my staff and, and my team feel quite empowered. Uh, and I really need that to be able to go off and do some of the other roles that I do, such as the MPA board role or the new primary care network role. I need to be able to make sure that when I delegate um, to the team that I'm leaving behind, that the things that need doing are done. Mm-hmm. Um, and Harpreet, how have you um, managed all the different roles that you do? And plus, I know you travel a lot as well. And how do you um, balance that with your your responsibilities at home? I think first and foremost, um, I'm going to have to give a shout out to my husband here because I don't think, in fact, no, I know I couldn't do what I do if I didn't have a really strong partner and support at home. I think it's really important. And that's not to say that that came overnight. It's not something that we naturally fell into. We've had to work at that over the years um, in that there are certain demands on my time and demands from the fact that I I do, you know, sort of three or four different things. I suspect Rena's the same. When you have so many things that you're trying to juggle, it's really important that you work in a partnership with your partner. It's not 
my job or his job actually we we look at what um works for, for for both of us what the demands on him are what the demands on you know me are what we can do in terms of childcare. i mean i sit and i'll quite happily say that i plan i plan weekly on a sunday evening i plan exactly where i'm going to be where my husband also travels with work where he's going to be who's doing the pickups and the drop-offs um you know all the other things that we need to do in a busy family life as well as work so i plan not only do what not only do i plan what i need to do at work i also plan all the things at home and there are certain things that i'm good at there are certain things my husband's good at and so what we do is we work to our strengths i will do the things that i'm good at he does the things that he's good at and it works for us and I think you have to try and find that equilibrium between yourself and your partner in that home environment in order to be able to juggle the things in the way that you do. Um, and it's really important so that you don't have any resentment as well in your in your relationship in that way if you're working together in order to be able to do those things. And my um, not just my consultancy work, but also my work with the Mental Wealth Academy is my absolute passion and my husband's very supportive in my bigger vision in trying to to help people um, and eradicate that that kind of needless suffering around mental health and mental health issues so and that's really important for me to be able to go off and, and do the work that I do so I'm very blessed that I have that support at home and equally I'm really pleased to hear Rena talk about leadership and working and um, how to get the best out of your people and creating those positive working relationships at work it's so important and you need to have that support around you so that you can focus more on the transformational stuff and less on the transactional stuff because you can't do that if you don't have a good support team not just at home but at work as well so just coming from a, from a different angle um because obviously i i don't have children and i don't have um direct responsibility but I think that it's really important also to highlight that um, work-life balance is just as important for people because everyone has a family women have families in different forms Um, and so it's also about how do we support women who have other responsibilities so for for myself I'm a carer for my sister um, and it's and how do we support women to take on those other responsibilities and have that work-life balance I think um, one of the ways I've kind of handled um, my kind of care responsibilities and my pharmacy career is mindfulness. Um, I think I got to a stage probably about five, six years ago where I felt I had to be the best at everything. Um, And my roles were kind of blurry. uh, And I always felt I wasn't good at anything. I always thought I wasn't good at being a mom. I wasn't good at being a pharmacist. I wasn't good at pushing myself out in my career. And and I was really kind of struggling with that. And one of the things I've learned is that when I'm a pharmacist at the pharmacy, for example, I give that my 100% of attention. When I come home and I'm mom, I give that 100% of my attention. and, And I find that's really helpful. I think also there's an honesty that needs to be shared about people's caring responsibilities uh, and actually the more men I meet these days you know my husband's got caregiving uh, care um, responsibilities so I think you know in workplaces if you can be honest with people about the responsibilities you have outside of work doesn't mean you're going to slack at work um, it's just important for people to understand what you're dealing with outside of work as well so that they can support you in work as well one of the biggest things that, that I've found in the work that I've been doing and speaking to, to fellow pharmacists is that, you know, let's, let's not beat around the bush here. 
to be a pharmacist, you have to be a high achiever. It's just, you know, you have to be able to apply yourself and study and get through all the exams and get through, you know, all the stuff that we get thrown at us at a daily, you know, daily basis. They're generally high achievers. And so what, what you know, people are, and this is, and this is um, universal, this is to people whether they've got families or not, but you get into that point where you have to push yourself in, in order to be productive you know that's the way that you are productive is that you push yourself and you you push yourself a bit harder and you achieve and um, that's the way that we've always been successful in the past not all of us but a lot of us it's certainly for me I perform under, better under pressure so I put myself under unnecessary pressure sometimes in order to be able to perform at work the problem with that is when you do that long term and you're constantly pushing yourself and you're constantly striving to, to, to do a good job and, and you know be be the best at what you do, which we all do, and of course we're all perfectionists to add you to the boots, that doesn't help either. So you know you're constantly putting yourself under this pressure. But if you do that long term, it's just not good for you. And what you'll find is after doing that for a prolonged period, you'll you'll keep trying to push yourself and at one point your body's just gonna go, uh uh-uh, uh, I'm not doing that anymore. I can't, I can't do that. You, you, you're pushing me, and I, I just, I just don't want to respond. And whether it ends up being sickness, or whether it ends up being you leave a job because you can't handle that form of pressure anymore, whatever that might be for you, that ends up being the result. And so, one of the things, or two of the things, I'm going to say here, is a, a way of, of balancing that and getting that work-life balance. Firstly, is around boundaries. And setting boundaries, if you don't have um, the the sort of demands as a, in terms of a family, but you might, like you said, um, and have a, a, a you know a caring role or whatever that might be, then you need to have strict boundaries around work. I one of the things I try and do in the morning is say to myself, what time am I going to finish work today? My laptop down downtime is you know 7 p.m. and so I I stick to that and I will put my laptop down at seven, and I don't work beyond that. Whether you have a family or not, you have to do what's right for you and what works for you and it's all part of the second thing that I want to talk about which is self-care we hear that term a lot what does self-care mean well self-care means looking after yourself first as pharmacists we put our the care of our patients way before our own and it's just a personality trait sometimes a lot of us will put you know other people before our own needs and if you again if you do that on over a prolonged period you're setting yourself up for a bit of a fall you will fall sick and so it's about looking after yourself having those boundaries in place and doing things that you need in order to be able to be, perform at your best for everybody else and it's look after yourself first so that you can be there for others same as you women you know look after yourself first so that you can then be there to care for your sister and whoever else that might be in your life but it's so important and boundaries is part of that and like Rena said mindfulness is a great one to get into to give yourself just some time to yourself to really decompress and let go of some of the things that are stressed you during the day including the pressure that you put yourself under. Brilliant that's very sound advice and I was going to ask if you had um, so we've touched on mindfulness self-care boundaries and you mentioned the leadership course Rena, that you found really helpful was there any top tips that you'd give women pharmacists out there who are trying to set up something or you know um trying to get that work-life balance right is there anything in addition that you'd you'd um suggest or advise um i think yeah but for me i always kind of live, live by a motto of work hard play hard and be kind um and and to me that's probably how i uh try to achieve all the things i do um i you know i love working hard i think it's it's a, a great thing to be able to do but also to be able to play hard 
so that you give yourself those rewards and you have that time out from, from working hard and just generally being kind is, is probably the most important thing to be when you're doing all of these things because that then gives you a peace of mind um, when you're doing all the different roles. I think in terms of top tips for work-life balance, um, you know, setting yourself those goals for yourself and, and actually thinking to yourself, uh, how do I get there? And unfortunately, we probably all do have to make sacrifices. Um, and so coming up with a sort of list of the things that you're willing to sacrifice or that you're not willing to sacrifice, kind of like what Harpreet was saying about the boundaries. Mm. Um, and unfortunately, as women, we do make sacrifice, you know, in the two or three plays I've missed. Um, and, you know, I've come late to because I've had a meeting or had to open the pharmacy first. Um, and it's finding those things that you're you're willing to sacrifice or those boundaries that you're willing to kind of cross or, or not cross. And I, I will say, actually, you know, no one is going to lie on their deathbed wish for time in the pharmacy. Uh, and that's probably something I'm really, really conscious of. And so, um, but, you know, if I was to die tomorrow, would I have any regrets? Um, and I like to think I don't because I work hard, play hard and I'm kind. Um, and I think that's probably the motto that I'd, I'd, I'd end with. Wow. Reno, I love that. <laughs> work hard play hard be kind I think that's exactly probably the same things that I live by so I think I absolutely love that um would I add anything to that yeah I, I guess it comes back to what Rena's just talked about around goal setting so many of us don't set any goals for ourselves we're just trying to get through the day through the year through the week through the month through the year and actually if you set yourself goals even if they're little minor mini goals it's about rewarding yourself and giving yourself that time to, to do something that you actually enjoy. Because you know what? If you don't do that, what are we doing it for? And it could be something really simple. So for me, one of my rewards um, is to, I quite like going to a coffee shop and just sitting in the window and people watching and just having an hour by myself. I'm just sitting with my thoughts. You know, I, and I don't do it off probably about once every two weeks or so. But how often do we do that? We don't because we're so busy and we keep ourselves so distracted with all the things that we have to do. And that for me is like a real indulgence to have that hour to myself and just really think about some of the things that I'm doing. What is it that I want? That's the first thing to set those goals. And the second thing is around, okay, um, how happy am I with everything that I'm doing? Because it comes back to Rena's really um, adequately put point around you only have one life. And actually, if you're doing, you know, if you're doing something that or, that makes you miserable, just stop doing it. Why are you Why are you making yourself do something that's making you miserable? Whether it's something in your personal or professional life, uh, it's about identifying it and changing it. And one of the first things, you know, to do that is to take that time out. It's it's just not what we do. And I find when I'm coaching clients, actually, the the 50 minutes they have with me gives them that time out from their day today life and to really think about what's going on for them and whether they're happy for things you know things the way they are or not and to actually start addressing them because we don't do that so I would say take some time out for yourself whatever that might look like work hard play hard and be kind to yourself as much as you can thank you love it um so what suggestions would you have or advice would you have for those um people that are looking after the other people and how can they help in supporting that work-life balance I think a lot of this comes back to some of the leadership skills that we touched on earlier and about really, it's, for me, it's the emotional intelligence piece and the communication and having those positive working relationships with your teams in terms of trying to, you know, yes, it's about um, delegating, it's about understanding 
the skills um, of your team. I, I talked a little bit earlier about understanding what people are good at, what people enjoy. It's, it really is about opening that can of worms and understanding your team better. You, know, you all know you're there to do a particular job. You all know the job has to get done. You also know that there are certain external pressures that you cannot control. So it's about saying, well, okay, we know that the, you know what actually is, is causing might, might be the cause of, of sort of stress and and uh, within that workplace or what people might not be enjoying, and it's about understanding what some of those causes are and then putting things in place to try and address some of them. So it might be that if there are certain people doing tasks that they don't enjoy and they don't like doing it, then put them on a rotational basis rather than having that one person do the same task all the time. If they don't like it, don't force them to do something they don't like, but make it fair and rotate people. Simple things like that can make a huge difference in a workplace because nobody wants to go to a workplace and feel that they're having to do things they don't want to do and they're having unnecessary stress put on them. So that's the first thing. And I think the second thing, as I said, is around um, having the, uh, the positive working relationships, communicating with your staff. How often when you're, a, even as a team member, do you just want your manager to care and say, how are you doing today? It's as simple as that. Just how are you doing today? What's going on for you? Most of the time people will say, yeah, fine. You know, as a manager, you know when your team aren't right. And it's about being able to go back and say, now, how are you really doing? Really? And you'll find the second or third time you ask it, you might get a, a different response. And it's taking the time out to really listen to your team and, and find out what's going on for them. What makes them tick? What do they enjoy? What do they not enjoy? What's going on in their life? Just take a few minutes to take a little bit of interest in what's going on for them. Honestly, it makes the world of difference. And it starts to encourage that kind of better communication and a positive working environment, which is quite frankly what everybody wants. Um, and being able to, to come to you as a manager and say, you know what, it, you know, I'm feeling under pressure or I'm feeling stressed because of X, Y, Z. You're then able, you know them a bit better, you know what makes them tick, you're able to kind of work through that together rather than being in a kind of dictatorial environment where you're just telling them what to do and they, they go off and, and, and feel that, you know, unhappy about you just telling them and not really taking the time to understand things from their perspective. And this is something that I'm really quite passionate about. Uh, and for me in my pharmacy, um, the thing I work hardest at is probably creating that, that happy environment. I uh, would hate it if my staff hated coming to work. Uh, and that would make me feel like a failure, to be honest, because I, I love going to work and I want my team to love coming to work. And I'm not saying that we don't have a stressful job and it's not hard, but we all make sure that we make the most of our days and enjoy the work that we do. Um, and a lot of that is making sure that the right people are doing the right jobs that they enjoy doing, or like like Harpreet suggested, rotating those roles is really important because there's obviously jobs that some of us all hate doing. Um, but I actually um, I think a lot of it comes down to modeling the behavior that you expect of your team. And that's something that, again, I probably learned on the leadership course. And, and I actually went to another meeting once where there was one of these inspirational speakers who kind of gave me a really good bit of advice. And she said that every morning when you wake up, choose your attitude. Because when you choose a good attitude, what you don't realize is inadvertently the attitude you've chosen then rubs off on the people around you. So if you choose a good attitude, a happy attitude, you know, love your work type attitude, the people around you naturally start to feel like that. Whereas if you wake up grumpy, hate your job, uh, you know, really don't want to be there, the people around you unfortunately will mold into that as well. Um, so one of the things I think is a, is a really good tip is to model that positivity. Um, and if you can do that and find out that positive attitude card, sort of, you know, 
subconsciously to the people around you. That really helps to create the environment so that people do feel they've got good work-life balance. You know, talking about life outside of work is important too, so people realise that you'll have a life outside of work. Being honest with each other. If you're having a bad day, just say, do you know what, I'm not feeling great today. I wonder if you could pick up the slack for me and do this for me. They're entitled to have those sort of days because they can't be 100% all the time. Um, I think those are the kind of things that I feel are quite important. I think, you know, Rena, you've just made a really good point there um, around the leadership course that you've done and some of the other work that you've done. And I just wanted to add a little bit there, if I can, Amen, in that I've also done quite a bit of personal development, um, some my own leadership training and, and things. And I think that's actually quite important because unless you understand who, how you come across as a leader, and how you influence people. I think until you have a better understanding of that yourself, it's you almost it, that's what brings out the, the better leader in you. When you understand how to bring the best out in other people, that's what makes you a good leader. And in turn, you you do create that environment around you. And I think it's really important that people do invest that time in themselves, whether it's you know going and doing formal training or there's so much stuff online now that you can get. Even from YouTube, there's videos, there's, there's courses, there's books, there's all sorts of things. But I would absolutely recommend, if you want to try and initiate some of that work-life balance, being a better leader, and the first step in that is understanding yourself better. So I can't recommend that highly enough. Brilliant. Thank you very much. That's been some really good advice um, from both of you about, from both perspectives of being um, a staff member and an employee or a line manager and it's been really helpful um, because it's all practical advice and you don't necessarily um, need to have like we said direct care and responsibilities all these things are just good for your self-care and keeping yourself the best version of yourself so you can do well at your job and um, be proud of what you achieve so I just wanted to say thank you again um, to both Harpreet and Rena. thank you thank you for having us thank you for having us